Hey team, welcome to episode eight. Hey, hey, this thing is becoming natural to me. I'm super, super excited. I can't believe I'm eight episodes in and like three months ago, I didn't know when I was even going to begin, right? But it's not poetry night, even though that was a whole bar for y'all. We're going to jump into the episode because I got a lot to say and a little bit of time to say it. Okay. Welcome to the Mindset Monday podcast. It's Coach Gab. I'm here with two of my good friends, Aunt Kevin. Thanks for being here. Yo, yo, yo. What's yeah, going what's on? Going on y'all? We're going to have a good old-fashioned kiki today. So we don't have anything specific to talk about, but we're just going to have a conversation. Oh, you don't, but I do. Well, we know you do. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this. We did have a pre-conversation that led to this conversation. You know what I want to talk about? What I really would like to talk about Let's. what i can't wait to talk about share the whack <laughs> <laughs> what about it though kevin i mean we're like in a very WAP era like right now like that song is taking over the airwaves it has been memed a million times around the moon and back again it has a dance a tiktok yeah it has an snl parody it has Kamala knows about it. <laughs> like, WAP is here. Like, I mean, <laughs> it has arrived. <laughs> it's, yeah, but I think it's always been here. Low <laughs> from Eve. It's right. been here. That's why Adam got in trouble. Lie <laughs> shit, though. Lie shit, though. No, but like, I mean, I think that the song and the beat and the artistry around making the song is dope. I think what it stands for and what the message that it gives out is a little much. Um, I think that women are not and should not be um, defined by what and only what. Mm. Like how many streams of income do you have? How many <laughs> <laughs> award ceremonies for your kids were you able to make it to this week? You know what I mean? How do you balance being a mom, a yeah. working a woman, you know, a wife, whatever, whatever, without, that's just not it for me. Like that's not all it is. So great, yeah. Applaud the WAP, but like, what else do you have? <laughs> I think that's how I feel about the state the state of most of pop culture now and most of music is, oh yeah, that's cute, but is there anything more to what you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like, a lot of the artists uh, of our time, as, as it pertains to music and messages, yeah, have since become, what else do you do? Versus <laughs> just their music. Yeah. But when they were hot for us, it was just their music. Yeah. And I think they grew up with us. And now we're looking at our kids and our nieces and nephews, in your case, artists and the people that they idolized the same way our parents looked at the Jay-Z's and the Lil Wayne's and the people that we idolized. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. Lil Kim's and the they like, what do y'all listen to? This is garbage. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And now we're listening to the WAPs and all of these things. And we're like, what are y'all listening to? This is garbage. Like, where's the message? Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I think the only there was only maybe two or three rappers that our parents could enjoy with us. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Lauren Hill being one of them. Exactly. Hey. Exactly. Erica Badu. You know it. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Tupac. All right. That's it. But <laughs> Jill Scott. That's it. We can listen to them together. You know what I'm saying? But aside from that, it's like, don't you turn that on at grandma's birthday party. You understand? <laughs> Clutching pearls and praying <laughs> over you and shit. Exactly. And I think that's what's happening with music yeah. as a whole for us. I think we're just getting older. I think we are getting older. And and getting older 
what I noticed was that I'm 31 this year. And when I was looking at the video and the messaging and the branding and the marketing, I was like, this really ain't for me. This is a very adult song that probably should be for someone in my age group. But the way that they're marketing this with this Willy Wonka childish, colorful ass video, it's really not for us. <laughs> I think I think that I think that Cardi stayed true to who she is. She's a very colorful circus like individual. Like no shade because I like Cardi, but she's a that's her. Like if you when you see Cardi, you see theatrics. Yeah, she's like an entertainer to me. Before she's anything, very much she's an entertainer. entertainer like she's always been. Yeah. She's worked, she's she started in the entertainment, adult entertainment industry. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's what she is. And like you mentioned in a conversation that we had before, she's gonna make a great actress one day. Oh, definitely. She's gonna need some coaching. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And it's not, yeah. this is no shade to her. And I've always said this. I'm like, now that you have your platform, since it's time for you to start generating or populating more positive messages, because now that you're on this platform, young girls are looking up to you. They're aspiring to be you. Ask the Beyonce's of the world. Mm. Not that I'm putting you on the same level as Beyonce, because I'm not. But ask the people who have been given a platform, <laughs> you know, through their music. It's not funny. I'm just, I'm just gotta clear that up, right? Because right. I'm a diehard Beyonce Don't fan. Like, you're not about to do that me. like that. You, she is not. Like, ah, what you not gonna do is <laughs> exactly. Then I be trash before I even make it. Okay. You cancel before. Black ball. Exactly. Get dumb selling these damn hoodies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> People be like, I want a refund. I'm sorry. <laughs> You okay. tell me you had a thing against Beyonce. Exactly. No, you are not not spending my money with your organization. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. They be finding subs and everything I write. Oh, is that right. about Beyonce? I'm about to get information in this hate train. Okay. <laughs> no, <Right> but <laughs> seriously though, I just feel like she got to do better. Yeah. Like fighting at the Met Gala. Oh, girl, that was crazy. What are you doing? That was crazy. But what I think I'm starting to notice is, uh, and not only with her, because, you know, it's a whole popular thing now, is to pretty much sensationalize all the stuff you're going through and to publicize it. Um, these all, all of these uh, crazy things that are occurring to some of these artists seem a little too far-fetched to be true because... It probably is. You know, love and hip hop has become the center and the norm of the hip hop industry now. And what I mean by that is these artists are playing out storylines in real time on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. But I'm also, I, I, it is. I know some people who know people that were on love and hip hop and they said that these people decided like, no, because like Mona Scott, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. She asked this person to sabotage their marriage on the show, like what? let make that a storyline. And the person was like, I'm not doing that. I mean, they mm. ended up getting divorced anyway, but <laughs> you know what I mean? She, I would've took the check. If we gonna get divorced anyway, I might as well put it on TV. But I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying I have a price tag. I'm just saying if I'm gonna divorce them anyway, maybe <laughs> to do it. Right. But I mean, I'm also not gonna embarrass someone. Sometimes you just come to the end of the road. So I'm not saying I'm a sellout. I'm just saying like, it's a career move. And if, the, if it made sense, then maybe she should have thought about it that way. But in response to what you were just saying, I just say like the theatrics and the acting and the things that this, this reality stuff, I, I, I think we take away from celebrities oftentimes that they're just normal people going through stuff. Mm. Like Cardi and Offset, they break up, they get back together, they break up, she stopped wearing her ring, but she's still twerking on them. They still at VIPs and <laughs> strip clubs get like, are y'all together or not? But how many people around you, how many of your good, good girlfriends do this? 
How many times, how many times have you done that in a relationship? Like, don't talk to me. I'm blocking you. And then two days later, they DM you and you're like, damn. I forgot to block you on IG. Did you really forget to block them on IG? <laughs> or did you hope that they would go that route mm. and try to reach you either way? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so I just think that celebrities are real people who get who have this expectation put on them that's unrealistic. Mm. We expect them to be perfect, and they're not perfect. Mm. They're just regular people like me and you. They shit, sleep, eat, brush their teeth, and everything else we do just like us. And they have emotions. And... We use social media as a place to unload these things or to voice opinions or stir up controversy through a question on our, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why can't they? Mm. Good point. Well played. <laughs> well played. I mean, we all are people, I suppose, right? <laughs> we definitely, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like shit. But I'm switching gears here. Um, we're, what, 18 days away from an election? Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Please don't get me started and on that. And with so much having happened in this month alone, you know, we started the month with Trump being positive for coronavirus. But was he really positive for coronavirus or was he just not good enough for the debate? Oof. Oof. Yo, I mean, I just want to know. Coach I feel Gabby like, with the bars. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I feel like. He knew that he didn't have the words or the wherewithal to sit across from that lady and do that. So mm. I'm sick. Because mm. two days later, he's on his balcony removing his mask like I'm cured. I'm like, was it my 4 a.m. prayers or was it? You understand? I still pray for the guy, but it's like, who did it? Did Jesus do it? <laughs> oh, my God. You understand God. what I'm saying? Or <laughs> did this, this vaccination that you guys are clearly about to reveal to us, did you, were you the first person to try it? Like, what was it? Well, you know, Gabby. The truth, is, <laughs> the truth is you couldn't do the debate you sucked in the first one and so you decided to let somebody sit in for you I, you, somebody I put never, you I never had the China virus <laughs> <laughs> I had the Italian virus listen <laughs> the issue is that <laughs> first of all I didn't have a problem with him calling it the China virus oh my gosh because it came from China oh man it's just like that's the thing. That, but those are the things about Trump that I actually like, though. Is how... that How he's regular. Mm, mm. He's definitely... Um, how he's regular. <laughs> how he's regular. And he is not shade. It's F you. It's I don't like you. And that's that. Like, I, I can't be mad at him. to a wide array of his base. But actually. I can't be mad at him. He's publicly racist. So if I know you don't like me, then... Why can I? How can I ever expect you? Anything different from to me. to try to pour sugar on the shit? But I don't think he's racist. I think he. I don't know. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> because I Andy was back. looking at you like, hold on. No, I, 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 <laughs> I take that back. Lost me. <laughs> I disagree. I don't want a hoodie no more. <laughs> I'm burning it right now. <laughs> No, but legit. No, I'm not going to say that I don't think he's racist. Oh That's not gosh. true. He's definitely racist. But what I am saying is that what I said initially, which is that he doesn't hide it. And also, I think that if you're black and you in his tax bracket, you okay with him. You, you understand know what? what I'm That's, I think that is the turn on, is the money, the power, definitely, and influence. Because one thing that I've noticed about him is that the reason why Obama is always on his lips, living rent-free in that nigga's mind, is because he wants what he can never get, which Obama owns, which is that black cool factor. Black people love 
President Barack Obama. And Trump is not smart enough or cool enough to ever live in that world that Obama can walk in and out of freely. I'm finna, <laughs> I'm finna tiptoe on some lines of offending some folks because black all black people don't oh, love shit. Barack. Yeah, I don't love Obama. Exactly. I mean, but, yeah. I, thank you, Aunt. Exactly. I'm, I'm not, talking about the coastal elite blacks. That's listen, what I'm talking about. But listen, he's not. Okay. Because he's let hated. Me, in, mind my mind words. you, this man is hated in his own hometown. Obama <laughs> did for black people what we've always wanted to be done a black president. Mm. So I think for that, and yeah, for, that's the only for, thing he did. For though. what history, exactly. For what history is. Great. I applaud Barack Obama. But for what he's done or not done for the black people, I can't pat him on his back because I just don't like it. And that his wife had more of an impact in the black community than he did. And I don't personally respect her either because I personally right now believe that Joe Biden, Joe Biden is using the Obamas for the black vote. And I think it's not fair. Mm. I don't think that relationship is is organic. I think it's barter. Mm. Um, that's my, this is my opinion. He's leveraging team. their influence. Absolutely. In to attract more black voters. Absolutely. I think he is too. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that, th I don't think that they're losing out on anything. I think that it's a fair exchange and there's something happening in order for them to be pro Biden because just because you're a democratic, you know what I mean? It doesn't mm -hmm. mean, or Democrat, it doesn't mean that you automatically support the democratic, you know what I mean? The person mm -hmm. who's running for Demo Dem whatever. The Democratic that, nominee. That that part. Y'all know I'm not with politics. It's okay, it's okay. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I think it's barter. I think the relationship is barter. It's some, this for that. Yeah. Um, quid pro quo. And did you want to elaborate on that? Because I heard you said something about it as well. But she, Actually, she said everything I was thinking. Oh, okay. So, pretty much, but yeah. We should talk I'm about eight. this offline, man. We don't want to offend the team. You know what I mean? I, I usually don't talk about politics. Uh, no, I yeah, didn't pull it out. I didn't pull it out. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. So, so I'm going to I'm going to disagree with both of you guys. Ah! <laughs> I think he did do what he could do. Because I mean, where you have too. I don't think anybody will get Where you have we have all of those white people who were so upset about him being president looking and waiting for him to do anything that was going to give us too much. He always was a centrist at heart. I think people thought that he was a, a wild liberal, but he was actually just a centrist. And, and so at least we were able to get that health care coverage. That was huge because and we Trump just undid it disproportionately. No, he hasn't been able to. Well, he's trying, he's trying to. <laughs> he's attempting to, which is why. But why? To recreate something. Like, what was it? It was Obamacare. He wanted to be Trump care. And everything He's Obama created did a hidden pocket so that whoever comes, whoever comes next is going to have to redo everything so nothing but will ever But do you know what Obamacare really was? <laughs> you know what Obamacare really was? It was funding for Western medicine, which is headed by George Bush. Mm. So right. it was a way of poisoning us, the minorities. Well, I'm not sure if that Because was... Western medicine is poison. Well, I'm not sure if one of the That's negative true. consequences of it means that that was the intention. So if we want to talk about intentionality, I think the intention was was to help as many Americans be insured. Was to get paid and because somehow, but so in doing so, sometimes people need medicine. 
you know, but I understand, to be but now it's against the law to not mean, be insured, which means that they are constantly being paid because every single individual, to include the homeless people that they won't even house, have mm. to have insurance or they're they're breaking the law. Mm. So now you force the government to pay for things that then puts money in your pocket as a politician, and that's bullshit. That's your, I, the homeless people don't have a place was to live, but they have to be, be insured. There was always money that was going to be made because we live in a capitalist society when it comes to healthcare. So right. it's not as if whatever was going to be done wasn't going to benefit somebody. I understand. But what the about truth the of the matter is there's a lot more people who can go to a hospital and not have to worry about a lifetime of debt now because of Obamacare. Okay. Even the people who don't like Obamacare, they sure love the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> I mean, let's not pretend like, like healthcare expenses. Healthcare is expensive. Those, like, those insurance are... is premium. Insurance premiums are very expensive. So maybe it helps somebody, but I once again, I don't think it was without him having a take home. Mm. You understand? Well, I don't know. I can't. Speak There's to no business him specifically. You know, I can't speak to his pocket specifically getting fatter from it. However, I will say. It was better for all of us because at least now you don't have to deal with financial insecurity. You don't have to choose whether or not you're going to live or be in debt for the rest of your life. But you still <laughs> are only getting. That's a good point. You, that's a very good point. But you're still at only getting. You have the like, option to live. Do you? <laughs> you do. Do you now? Because I've been, I've, I've, I've been on both sides. I've been where I pay for my insurance, you know, and I've been where I get free Medicaid, and mm -hmm. and I and I Medicare. Medicaid. Medicare is for elderly. Medicaid. 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 So mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been there right. and, I, and, the, and the service that I receive on Medicaid, the, the the length that I have to wait to see a specialist on Medicaid, I can get a referral today and won't be able to get an appointment with the specialist until two months from then. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So did they it. really make it better? Or did they really did they really make it better? Or well, did they just make it? Wasn't it wasn't better for you. <laughs> but for millions of uninsured people like myself, who's immunocompromised and on dialysis, like that was a godsend. Like I Got would it. not be here to have this conversation if it wasn't for what Obama did. Got it. So that's one way that I can always point to the effectiveness of what he was doing for everyone and not just black people specifically, that's but for the betterment of all. Cause I do think, and one of the things that I saw Joe Biden brought up last night that I strongly agree with is that the job of any elected official is to care. And what's happening now is that there's a, a whole war on empathy. And even how you look at how they describe the Trump campaign, described Joe Biden last night with his town hall, because, you know, they had that that battling town hall where Joe Biden was on that one network. I think it was ABC and Trump was on NBC at the same time, mm -hmm. forcing America to have to decide who they wanted to look up, uh, which was stupid. They should have been it able to so figure stupid. it out. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> in any event, I believe one of Trump's staffers referred to Joe Biden as Mr. Rogers in a pejorative kind of way, in a negative connotation. And that's that, where we are right now in America in 2020, negative, where the president of the United States of America thinks that his opposition being empathetic is a sign of weakness when the job of elected officials is to fucking care. Well, I see <laughs> a difference in two sides. Like, it depends on, you know, it's different type of presidents. It's something that's going to be more business. I think that's what uh, Trump is like. I think he's trying to do stuff that, like, 
for his destiny. Like it's so his kids and his kids' kids have like futures. I think the country is just a little it's it helps him get that for real, for real. Mm. That's probably why he's talking like that for real, for real. But with the Obamacare stuff, I don't really know too much about that. So I was just listening to y'all because um I, I'm still twenty I'm not even twenty six yet, so I still got my parents insurance. But um Well, I'll tell you one thing. If I didn't have that, was would I be able to get Obamacare? Is that what you're saying? You yeah, would, yeah, you, you would, would be able to. Okay. And it You'll be able you to nothing. get Obamacare as soon as you age off of your parents' uh, insurance plan. Mm. But I'll tell you this, what Trump is trying to do in trying to get rid of Obamacare is force 18 and 19-year-olds off of their parents' insurance plan. Mm-hmm. And we know how uncertain and unsure life is at that age for yeah. people who are in college and newly graduated going into a job market that doesn't really exist for you for your better for your benefit right you know i see all types of graduates still working low level type of jobs because there isn't a lot of nice jobs out there for them so it's just i think it's really really destructive and it's counterintuitive and it shows that they really don't care (laughs) that trump administration really don't care about the people I don't think that it, I don't think that is I don't think is that he doesn't care about the people. I think that he just has a lack of empathy for minorities because he's never been a minority. You understand can, what I'm saying? I can see that too. Like I I don't like I said earlier. I think it's your tax bracket and where you fall. He is for the people who come. Like there is no middle class, right? Realistically speaking. Nope, because everybody's a paycheck or two away from homelessness. It's it's that, right? So there is no middle class. He's for the people who are for themselves. Like and I and I in this society, like we're being trained to be for yourself, have multiple streams of income, have a backup plan, have a nine to five and a six to ten, and then have money coming in. So he's for that person. And I think that it's okay to be for that person. Do I agree with everything he does? No. Do I agree with some of the things he is uh, represents as a president of the United States? No. Like, you're going to go down in history and so is your entire um, tenure, his entire tenure as president. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is, it's going to be history. Somebody's going to teach somebody about that. But I think with him, he's always wanted to just be relevant from his tweets to his posts to his status updates to the pictures that he posts to the things that he does. Like, the time he got off the plane, he tried to grab, what's his wife's name? <laughs> Melania. I was about to call him his daughter. Whatever. He tried to grab her hand and she was like, don't touch me. It's evident that this man is not happy. And this is the only platform where he's able to say stupid things and get the attention that he wants. Like a little child who acts a fool because their mom doesn't show them compassion in the sense that they want. So they're like, well, I'll take the bad attention. Let me have a temper tantrum. This is Trump. And I think that it's always been that way because he's always been rejected. Like, yeah, you got your daddy's money, but that's all you got. <laughs> Damn. You understand what I'm saying? And so my perspective of it is that he's having an adult temper tantrum, but he's doing it in a way that works because for in business for him, he's been successful. You're fired. That's rude as hell. Mm. But there he had an assistant who was black and did whatever the hell he wanted them to do because she wanted to be relevant. Mm. So she let him talk to her in any kind of way, but she made it off a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just feel like although he's doing this, putting on this big show, um, and doing all these stupid things, I don't think that everything he does is stupid. I think it just makes more sense to people who are like him or people who think or have a mindset like anti-abortion. Is that bad? Is it really all that bad? You know what I mean? Like, I personally kind of ride the fence 
<laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because have I had an abortion or two or three? Yeah. But is it really fair depending on what your belief it's all it all falls around your belief system? Well, I just believe that it ain't my right to tell you what to do with your vagina. That part. That part. <laughs> so but that's why I'm it takes anti- two people to make a baby. You know, and be- I think that the father should have a say mm-hmm. because then when 10 years down the line when you can't afford shoes for the baby and you want to call him enough and ass nigga. And he said, I told you not to have it because I knew I wasn't good enough to take care of the little anyway. Mm. He, I, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Well, now, I can't say you can, for, it's her body. She's going to do what she want to do anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just, I'm just leaving. I mean, I just feel like this. I feel very strongly about if that nigga can't bring that baby to term, then he needs to calm the fuck down and let her take the lead. He can be he can put his input in, but let her take the lead. Cause ultimately his body ain't gonna be sagging due to gravity once this shit is over. I'ma tell you like this. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been there. And the very first question that all dudes say when you say I'm pregnant is, so what you wanna do? And I hate that question because it's not what do I want to do? It's what do we want to do? And this is from the mouth of a mother who has had an abortion without the support of the dude that she had it with. And it's like, I had to come up with the money. I had to know that I wasn't going to be able to raise that little nigga or Mm. female by myself. You understand what I'm saying? And so I ultimately had to make a decision that I didn't want to have to make by myself. Mm. I feel it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand exactly where you're coming from. I'm just... But imagine if someone took the right from from you to even make that decision for yourself. Well, that's what we're that's where we're heading at right now. And I feel I just, just personally to be, I think that life is life and that all life should be honored. Right. And but I feel horrible to for be, every abortion that I've ever had. I, I can understand that and I empathize and I sympathize with you as well. I still feel like to be pro choice doesn't mean to be anti baby. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You say don't eliminate the choice. You know, Yes, don't eliminate the choice. You can still choose to have don't a child. Don't be out here fucking wrong. <laughs> but what's, it's a slippery slope where we take away the option of someone to choose what they want to do with their destiny. And then, then you see the government trying to bring people in the jail because they think that they may have had an illegal abortion. It's a slippery mm-hmm. slope into that into that territory if we take away your, your option to choose that. what to do with your body. That's true. You know, there's ramifications to everything. Mm-hmm. And I really am strongly against robbing people of their options. Mm. I'm anti any legislation that robs people of their options. So I can understand and sympathize with you when you were talking about the Obamacare, the, the bad stuff that it did do, because it took away a few other options for people. I can get that. Mm. Um, but when it comes to this... Um, this Roe versus Wade potential overturning that they're going to do by having this lady, I forgot her name. She got like five names. Amy Barrett Cohen, whatever her, Amy Barrett Connor, whatever her goddamn name is. I don't know these people. I don't watch the news. The young lady who, I can look it up. The young lady who is supposed to be the Supreme Court nominee that they're trying to hurry up and push through before the election. Here's this is my only question. Do she know Jesus Christ? Like that's that's where I'm at with it. She knows Jesus Christ. So then I, I, I she me? also wants to take away your reproductive rights in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm just saying <laughs> thou shalt not kill. So she's in Dude. line with Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? I'm not I don't want to I don't want to make it religious. You understand? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day I feel like her name is Amy Connie Barrett. 
Listen. Amy Connie Barrett. Listen. She has two adopted black kids and she still voted as a judge against legislation from a black man who cited that his employer called him the N-word. And she voted against that black man to get justice on his employers. This white woman, this white judge, who's the mother of two black kids it's definitely, that she adopted, there's more has to that not, does not do the work to make, to make sure that the world that they have to exist in is more gentle for them. It's, <laughs> there's more to that. I, I, for sure, there's more to that. I know it is. Hey team, guess what? I forgot to tell you guys, I'm a notary public. So if you know anyone who needs notary services, please be sure to give them my information. Call me coachgab at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help them. I am mobile within the DMV area, so I'll come to you. There is a travel fee associated with that, but I don't charge much. And I'm happy to help you with this service. So if you know anyone who needs a notary public or needs a document notarized, be sure to give them my email information, which is callmecoachgab at gmail.com. She, she definitely, she definitely, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not with, I don't, the whole adopting black kids thing for me, as long as you're providing them with a life that's not like the life that they were living before you adopted them, I'm okay with it because my pastor's daughter has a white son whose name, I'm going to leave all their names out of the situation. Okay. Um, But because it's not fair and I don't want to do that to them. But Mm -hmm. that was a hope. That was an issue. When a black mom adopts a white son, it's a problem. But when a white mom adopts a black son, it's cool. Mm. And so I, I have an issue with all of this. Just like I had an issue with this whole Breonna Taylor thing, which I'm not going to go into unless you guys want to go there. But I'm just I like, mean, why not? Let's protect these black women. So you can, you can we can talk about whatever you want to talk about today. I'm just saying, well, protecting black women is a big thing for me. But you know me. I have four black, grown black brothers. Yes, you do. So I'm, I'm pro protect these black men. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you can for, be both. For me, no, nah, but for me, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't feel the need to be protected, but I will say that I'm not silent, nor am I scared of white supremacy. Like I speak loud, I speak proud, and I haven't made enough of a footprint as of yet for them to want something to happen to me. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm also not going to be a sellout like Aunt Oprah. I'm going to get where I'm going because I'm going to be solid in who I am and I'm going to do what I'm called to do, whether they like it or not. And what I do know is that the platform for me already exists, be it in the black community, be it in the white community, be it in both. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because what I do inspires people and it doesn't matter what color you are. Mm. I love that. And so, and I love that about you <laughs> <laughs> so <Thank> much. You. <laughs> I just, but I'm not in, I don't live in a hush hush world. So I'm the type who would take who would tell the white VP of my company you're rude mm-hmm. and fire me. Just approve my unemployment because you're not firing me for anything wrong. You understand what I'm saying? If I do something wrong or insubordinate, but I'm not gonna be condemned. I'm not gonna be con- you're not gonna be condescending to me. You're not gonna treat me like a slave or a peasant. You're not gonna do that. I, I earn my stripes. I'm here because I deserve to be here. So I don't care how many boats you own and how many lobster rolls you eat in Maine in the summertime. I, you, When we end this company, whether it's yours or somebody else's, you're just not going to treat me that way because I can go work for somebody else or go start my own business and then see you at the top. Mm, period. I mean. <laughs> I hear that. But as I'm far as Breonna Taylor, though, like, I really, really feel some type of way about that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so we're a little late on the topic. Though. We're a little late on the topic, but you know what though? The thing is, it's always going to be relevant because black women are so disrespected, so neglected. They sold so much merchandise with that young lady's name on it, yet she got no justice. But why? They used her for everything this past summer. But why did she get no justice? Because her family took the money. Because no, they knew. No, that's not why. Listen, so tell me what happened. Because now here's my thing. My, so if, if my daughter one didn't is, have anything to do with the other. If my daughter is never coming back. Yeah. I think that the check is well worth it, but I think a $14 million check every year for the next 10 years mm. is necessary. Mm. Period. I always say that. Because there is no price tag to that. $14 million Absolutely. one time in life is not enough. But with that $14 million, I want you to name a boulevard after her. I need a recreation center in her name. I want scholarship for, for, the, for the valedictorian or the top GPA black graduating class in every four all four high schools and this you know what i mean and like, this is just starting right just, i'm saying <laughs> I, just starting. I want more done yeah. like we're going to say her name for the rest of for the rest of eternity of a t she's going to be here i want a brianna taylor boulevard a brianna mm -hmm. taylor billboard paid out to 2099 right. like i don't don't take it down replenish right. it every five years keep it clean i want a memorial i want her name as a mural on the side of this building i want to own the right to not be able to change that. Like when they yep. made the new O Street Market, they mm -hmm. couldn't change the original brick of the building because it was considered, what do you do when you can't change the original- um, Historical landmark. Historical landmark. Yeah. I want my daughter's mural named a historical landmark. Mm. You can never change this. So for years, if I decide to move out of the city when I'm dead and gone, you can never paint over top of this because it's a historical landmark. And then I have a, I'm, forgive me, this boyfriend, whatever he was doing that bought this, this this to their house so the one that she the one who she was with the night that she had right or what? the one before because I, I thought that the one who she was with in the past was the reason why the police i don't were know there and then when they got there they seen that he didn't live there and that she had moved on with another dude so that's what happened yes okay that makes sense so he better make a lot of money he better man. write a book Man, he better tell that story, cause I mean, to not be touched mm. and for her to die, for something that I mean, I get it. Neither one of them had anything to do with it, but who is this guy? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I heard about things like this happening in that area for a while now, where they're trying to gentrify and put force black people out. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they're doing these fake um, ambush, whatever they were doing. Oh, um, to 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 to, to run the people their, out. Their gentrification plan, That's the what one they do. that the police do when they right. pretty much it's nothing going on. Nothing going on there. Leaving. They, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. That is a big. They send big, the police banging on your door at four a.m. to say we got a call about violence or something. That ain't mm -hmm. shit going on. Ain't we nothing. sleep. And then they look and they get in there and then they look for reasons to hem you up that part. on charges to get you removed that part. from your house. That part. They have the city put uh, uh, con condemn notices on your house and have the city inspectors out of the blue come show up and say that there's a pipe burst. And, like, you know what I mean? Just stuff that just doesn't make sense. We need this space. What do you call it when you um when part of your land belongs to the city? Um, It's um, a, I, I can't. I think it's called a bank lot. Is that what it is? It's called, it's, it's not that. It's called, um. That I, could be a monopoly shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't know. It's called. I don't know what it's called, but basically where the city can take over, take, basically they can take your house because mm. part of your land belongs to them. And if they need it for something, they can take it. Mm-hmm. And they do that. And I don't think it's cool. Like we're widening the highway. So and when we do this, we're going to need this space. So you have to either move and blah, blah, blah. They give you a check and they basically tell you, get on about your business. And it's not even a check for what you really were. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous. I don't think it's cool. Just like the gentrification here in our city. Like what the heck is happening? You get a 600 square foot studio for $3,000. What quote unquote middle class person can afford that? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not okay with what's happening here. Not at all. All blacks being forced to <laughs> White Oak and Waldorf. Right. And it's like, I don't know, Brandy <laughs> Wine. Like, Brandy Wine. Oh my God. These people then sold their grandmother's house, homes. And then they didn't turn Brandy Wine into the ghetto. <laughs> you know, like, Brandy Wine is up and coming, though. They're building like, a lot out there. Let me stop being mean. Let me stop no, being Brandy mean. No, Brandy Wine is the hood. So is Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. I'm not mad at nobody in Brandywine or Waldorf. I love y'all. Yeah, shout out to y'all. We got family out there. <laughs> it's all the Berry Farms and certain quarters. They, you, if you guys don't know, they tore it all down. The, the uptown, uh, the uptown projects and the South South projects are now both under construction, being fully gentrified. Mm-hmm. And everybody from certain quarters and Berry Farms now live in Brandywine and Waldorf. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. And it is what it is. And Landover. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> you're right though. If you're you guys, so if right. you're listening and you're not from DC, I'm sorry, but hey, for my DC listeners, y'all know, y'all know. If you about. know, you know. <laughs> but, but on another note, like Kevin, what you been up to? Like, what you got going on? Oof, so much and so little at the same time. I think this year has been the fastest year, like the quickest one and the longest one in the same breath. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten so much accomplished and nothing at all. But um, I'm working on a few projects right now that I'm excited about. We have a clothing line coming out. It's yes. a collaboration. Me and my best friend, Brian Stovall, shout out to him. Uh, it's called Soul Not For Sale. Soul Not For Sale. Yeah, and it's an apparel line and home goods line. It'll be coming out pretty, 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 pretty soon. What is that rooted in? Where did that come from? Um, it's self-explanatory. Right. There is nothing that I want more than to be able to steer my own ship and to be in charge of my own de- destiny financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, in every which way. Right. And that name to me personifies never working for anyone else ever again. So let's be on this support black business shit. And yes. Uh, support so when, I, when that sale. drops, I'll make another appearance, remind you all. Right. And, and on that note, we also have some t-shirts and some crew necks and some hoodies that coach gabby has for sale they know y'all know <laughs> y'all, y'all know. know y'all know what it is the challenges hoodie they know what i'm yes. about the hashtag change don't quit don't quit hashtag don't quit right in the middle of a challenge is where change happens like y'all know what's up with me y'all know what's up with my hoodies y'all know what's up with my t-shirts um she said what she said i said what i said <laughs> like no but literally that defines my entire story like in every moment of my life where i felt challenged or i felt like i wasn't good enough or it's things seemed too hard to handle that's when i leveled up mm-hmm. insert the level up mario sound effect 
Yes, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, seriously, because it's like it's in those moments where you start to realize who you really are and what your strengths really are and why you really are here. Like when I, you know, my life before my daughter. Yeah. Like I was in the, I don't even know. Like I can't even talk about those days. I mean, I could talk about them, but we're not about to. In other words, Kevin been around pre Jalea days, and he's here still. Post Jalea days and pre Jalea, it was a lot of long nights, a lot of Gabby. You showed us what you want to do. You acting kind of crazy, like, and a lot of no, just go to sleep here. Give me those keys. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah. um, and then Jalea to come and the person that he's watching me become, like Kevin. It's a uh, it's a beautiful to see your friends and your loved ones step into their power. It's yeah. a beautiful thing to witness and for them to become vessels so that other people can feel confident and empowered enough to step into theirs as well. And right. I love everything that you represent, Coach Gabby, everything you're doing. I think that we need more of that. Like you're a thought leader in your community. Pretty much. Thank you. And a change agent within I, people. Now that I like. I like change agent because I'm here for it. I'm here for change. I'm here for being who you're called to be and not who your parents say you should be, who your teacher said you was never going to be. Who I'm not here to prove no points. Be who you want to be, mm. how you want to be, mm-hmm. and where you want to be. But um, more importantly, do what you're called to do, what your purpose to do. And usually with, with being purpose to do something, it's that one thing that you really, 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 really love, um, but you feel like you can't make money for it. Mm. There's, there's a market for that. Officially, so all y'all niggas who was out there playing video games and shit. It's a money, it's little, a market for that. It's a market for it. Everything, design a video game. You know what you like. You, you know, know what it. people who play video games like. You didn't even gotta design the video game. You could play the video game and get paid to play you the video game. You can get paid. Hello. <laughs> Esports. You can start a tournament <laughs> or something. I don't know. It ain't my thing. But. Yeah, but you know, everything that we were taught that we would never be able to make a living off of, you officially can. Hello. Because of social media, because of us as a community and as a world, you know, being more accepting and open to other revenue streams. You know, if Kim Kardashian could be the biggest celebrity in the world and she doesn't have a talent, you can do anything. She definitely doesn't have a talent. <laughs> Her talent is being the biggest celebrity I in the world. Know how though? <laughs> she was born to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like she. I like her though, because she maximizes her opportunities. Yeah. And I think that's what's important. And then moments where she could have been like, you know, her mom played a role. Cause I pretty, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. I really think Chris was the one who was like, shit, sell the video. Baby, do you remember the NSYNC video? Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. And Chris is at the top of the thing holding the little strings and Kim yeah. is just walking. <laughs> she got one with Kim. She got another one with Kylie. But I think that's the part She's of She's doing the- Courtney with her toes. <laughs> <laughs> Do a ride with her wop. No, no. <laughs> no, that's the one child I think won't allow her, that won't allow uh, Rob and the one with all the kids. He connected to her IUD. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, really think that Rob is the oh, one. Man. Rob and a sister with all the kids. I mean, seriously. What's, he, the, what's the baby uh, name? Courtney, Scott, Courtney, Courtney. Scott. Them two. Them three, <laughs> Courtney, Scott, and Rob, and Kanye. Them oh four, they're like, no, what you're not going to do not gonna is do. make money off me. You're not going to do it. They're like, fuck you and fuck Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, though. About is that this, his name? I think that's his I think so. I don't know. Oh, well. Over he looks like Corey. So all together. <laughs> what about, what's the other sister name? Um, Kylie? Kylie Kendall. Kendall. 
That's my favorite yeah. Kardashian. You think so? No, I'm you not. You know what's so funny? I think I have a different favorite every year. It I never think, stays the same. I'm going to tell you who my two favorites are and why. <laughs> okay. I like Chloe because of her journey. Like how she was yeah. fat and not so much people didn't like her as much. She looks good. She looks good. But that's not why I'm saying that. I'm saying that because she had the whole weight loss journey and the whole glow up and the yeah. whole like... um. I'm going to be who I'm going to be. And then mm-hmm. she's about to carry Kim, carry these Kim surrogate. And then she got pregnant on her own. Like she has her own story. She do. And I think it's cool. I personally think she's OJ's daughter. Like, uh, Oh my gosh. Um, really? I, I really think she's black. I, I don't, don't think she can be. You know why? Why? She's the most Caucasian looking one. <laughs> What's her name? Not Chloe. Chloe. I'm talking about Chloe. Oh no, you're right. There is, um, Kylie before the all the stuff. I'm talking about Chloe. <laughs> she probably was the oh, most Caucasian one. Player, right? The one, yeah. Yeah, with Tristan with Thompson. All the basketball players. The Lamar, Lamar Odom. Odom is one. Yeah. No, but OG. what I'm saying is that she is He's the first she's the most relatable. The <laughs> she's the most relatable. Like she got baby, she got she don't have baby daddy drama, but like she got a whole story. She, does have she was a not whole the most sought after no, Kardashian. No. And I, now like the light is on her. I also like likable. I like Rob and I like the little one, Kendall, because Kendall. she's like, keep me off camera. I ain't trying to be in all that. Like, Child. I'm just trying to model and make my money. Oh, you like, ain't seen her and um, her and Kylie got in a little fight. They got in a fight. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was dumb. It was like a remake of Courtney and Kim from last season. I don't watch them. <laughs> I mean, I be I don't either, but I catch it on Twitter. They can't get my news. <laughs> no, Twitter be with- telling me be keeping me up with the Kardashians. I don't watch TV. So I don't like reality TV. I definitely I especially don't like reality TV. I don't like reality TV and I don't watch TV. When I do watch TV, it's something on Netflix or something like that movie on Netflix about the man who killed his wife or whatever. The man who killed the his murderer wife. next door, something, something. I watched it the other day. It was crazy. He killed his wife and two small kids. I'm like, Damn. and she was pregnant with their son. All because he thought um he had started cheating on a wife with somebody different. And um basically he thought that he was going to have a new life mm. oh, man. with this new chick. And I'm like, you missing it. That's crazy. Hold so, on, Anthony, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. I hear you are you're a pretty, pretty esteemed artist. Yeah, talk yeah. about it. Do you want to um, shout out some of your work? Uh, Yeah, I, you know, I'd be painting. I do my painting and stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to get more into, like, sculptures and shit like that. Oh, I'm not allowed to cuss on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be you. I mean, we're like uh, 50 minutes too late for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I've just been painting, really trying new paintings, doing sculptures. What kind of painting? Uh, usually abstract. I'm trying to change my style of painting, though, so I'm not limited. I'm trying to do more realism. So That's do, fire. Yeah. Do you use painting to like is that like a form of release for you or is it just like something you like to do? Yeah, it's very, uh, it's like therapy in a sense. It makes me like, it gives me a sense of feeling like creation. It's like probably close to having a kid when you create something. I'm sure that's what it feels like a little bit more. A little bit more, you know, way more. <laughs> so that's the one thing you really like to do that you probably don't see. Do you see profitability in that? Yeah, I make a lot of money off of art, actually, and I don't even try that hard. I should try harder, like not to sound like that, but like, I'm not doing, <laughs> like I'm not doing, I'm not doing what I should be doing. That's basically what I mean to say. Like I should be doing much more, but um, yeah, it's a lot of money into anything you create from your own image. You know, people yeah, like yeah. originality. 
Like, as long as you're original, somebody's going to fuck with you. Like, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You ain't never love about as that. As long as you're not taxing your work and trying to bust heads and shit. No, you should. You should, but you should do it in a realistic way. Like, not a realistic way, but in a not try to be like negative energy with it. You know, some people try to get over. I don't like that type of. You know, I'm not trying. Yeah. Like, you know, some people want art and can't even afford it. I will work with you. You know, I I like to have that type of mindset. I understand. You know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I because I mean, it could take that one piece of art that you sold to somebody mm-hmm. for the low that couldn't afford it for them to hang it in a place where it gets mm-hmm. traction. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What I'm mm-hmm. saying, and then people are like, "Where you get that from? Where you get that from?" Mm-hmm. Which draws traffic to you, which ultimately makes you more money. So yeah. I yeah. get um, where you coming from, like your heart position, and I think that's mm-hmm. dope. Um, but I also think you got to know your worth, and you got to you got to add tax, and you got to put. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I mean, when we start from the bottom, it is what it is. We out the mud with it, so we gonna just throw prices out there until people start to tell us what we were. You say that's you make true. a lot of money from art, that means it's a lot of money to be made. And that's a lot of money to me. I know a lot of people is probably nothing compared to what they make, but it's I never expected to make money off of art. That's that's pretty much why I said that. But that's exactly what we were talking about earlier when I said that one thing that you really really love that you don't expect or you don't think yep. will generate income. Yeah, that's, that's your that's, that's your million dollar that's your money making. Yes, you you have absolutely you absolutely have to like get into that. Like you gotta you have to uh, what am I trying to say? You have to uh, dig. You have to find a route there, and you really gotta go. Like yeah. you gotta put your foot on the gas, and you gotta go, and don't look back because that is where your money is. That's your purpose and your passion. And I promise you, like Kevin is making um, is he making something out of a photo, and he created a textile. Y'all could do something together where you can take something, he can make a textile out of it, and have a whole. You can, you, you can draw what something, we can That's get true. it digitized, I can throw it on a hoodie. You right. Know, you know? No, seriously, but art is not just, <laughs> I don't think, do yeah. I think you should do that. Like, I don't I think, think this is, this, that this conversation is happening and, by know, chance. Your abstract work would look really good on a tuxedo jacket. Just saying. He said what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to leave that motif behind either. Mm-hmm. Things can yeah, be done. Things can be done. Yeah, I know. I mean, There's I have a six-year-old daughter who I've been trying to get a mural painted for a minute. Oof. And I just, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So it's like one of those situations when, I, when I'm ready, like, to do her wall in her room. Like, I I, I, I mean, I know a few artists, but mm. it just creates, I would like to marry the three artists that I know and have you guys all do <laughs> a, a, a um, collaboration or yeah. mural on her wall because mm. I, can, I, I can only imagine. You know, all you got to do is take one of your baby pictures. It'll be the same. <laughs> Your little twin. Don't do that. She do look like nah, she looks like her dad though. <laughs> the older she gets, she, she got a little bit of them in it, but that's your baby. Nah, listen, here's what like it is. She, my, Jalea is just like Blue Ivy. She looks like whatever parent she's with at that moment. Is that what it is? I promise you. Oh she with me, it's gosh. like, oh, she looks just like you. But if she's standing next to her dad, it's like, dang, she looks just like him. It just is what it is, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, like, you I'm made okay. your peace. I'm okay with it. But she definitely has my um my sense of like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, sassy. She's sassy with it. I was going to say a leader. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. She's definitely, she's that too. She's she's strong-minded. She's, she's, you, (laughs) I'm trying to tell you, Julia, you want eggs or or waffles? She's like, I want waffles. And I'm like, well, eat both. I don't want that. 
I didn't say I wanted that. Oh. Like her, when her mind is made up, her mind is made up. But she too is an artist, and I think mm. it's very important that as parents, not that you know either one of you know anything about that, <laughs> but as a parent, it's one of those situations where it's like you see something that's not like you happening in your children, and a lot of parents, like my mother, is very quiet and passive. Mm -hmm. I'm very bold and outspoken, so she would tell me to shut up versus allowing me to talk. Jalea is an artist where I'm like, I can pay somebody to do that. Yep. Like I'm not interested in creating my own clothing. I don't like doing my own hair. I'm not the type of girl to paint her own toenails. None of that. <laughs> I'm going to pay somebody that know what they're doing to do it because I, I'm, that ain't me. Where my child likes to create art and say, hey, let me paint a t-shirt. Mommy, let me make my own t-shirt. And I'm like, okay, baby girl, let's do it. And I feel like I groomed that in her because she may be a total type B where I may be type A personality mm -hmm. and we're not the same but who am I to tell her who she can or can't be period mm. because of who I am or am not just because I have insecurities that, or you know it's not an insecurity I have a lack of artistry <laughs> this is not an insecurity just I don't have it I don't have the skill just because I don't have the skill don't mean I shouldn't nurture it in her exactly and I think just to bring it all full circle from beginning of our conversation to now that's what society is trying to do to us as a people mm. It's, they're trying to silence our abilities to do and be who we want to do, say, I mean, who we want to be and what it is that we want to do. That's why I say, find that thing that you really, really love yeah. and mm -hmm. do that because there is a income or there's a genre of people who will appreciate their art, their motivational conversation or their piece of clothing that maybe white America won't accept. But that don't mean black America won't. That don't mean Spanish mm. America won't. That doesn't, you understand what I'm saying? Mm. And I think that with appropriation, which could be a whole nother podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, um, I maybe think, we could get into some things. I think with appropriation, things that we create and do, it's, it's not fair that they steal a lot of things and they say that they did it. But what I think is that it puts them on a platform. And once it's on a platform, Generally, the person, the originator speaks up and they're like, mm, what you're not going to do is pretend like you made that up because you didn't. Mm. So. Ooh. So we're approaching the unfortunate end of our conversation. I know, I know. I, just, I know this has been a vibe. Yeah. It's been this such a vibe. Podcast I've been on. I think excited. this is okay. my first podcast too. We should do this more often. <laughs> like this is my, I love doing this because I can I talk. Too. I can talk. I you can know, talk. I think our kikis are always so funny and different and educated and mm -hmm. just we challenge each other. I love but that, I think too, the that's difference the, of opinion. I think I think that's <laughs> the great thing about a good old fashioned kiki. But also like I think it's the future. Mm. Because these conversations bring so many ideas, so many business ideas, so many potential money making options, so many different um, perspectives into reality. Because when my brain and your brain get together, and then we have the benefit of having a third brain yep. with us today, you know what I mean? So our brains together, and then a third brain, and he's like younger than us by years. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but to know that someone his age can think on the same wavelength as us says that we have the uh, ability to, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. To co-create with people of different age groups. <clears throat> and I think it, it's like, it's like a, this was like a mastermind podcast because <laughs> I can see where this conversation is going. It's a statement of togetherness. Yeah. And I love Absolutely. that for us. Yes. And I think in this age of social distancing, we need to figure out how to continue to be kind and empathetic with one another and patient 
with one another. Patient Lord is working on me. <laughs> Thank you, God, in advance for the patience that I am going to gain. Thank you, Lord. And to all the viewers and listeners out there, I just want to apologize in advance for my loud ass laugh. <laughs> Look, I've been going in. Never stop being who you are. Your loud laugh is your loud laugh. Like you know it. that's who you are. But they know me. They know my opinion is my opinion. And I don't care who on the show. If I feel how I feel, that's how I feel. You understand what I'm saying? It's that authenticity. It that's, is what that's it what is. they want. That's who I am. Give I'm not gonna change. Shit. Just like some of these words you said tonight, I don't know what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> Because you well, know it's been cataclysmic event after cataclysmic event. <laughs> and all they want to talk about is what? Why is it that all they want to talk about is what? <laughs> no, but seriously, like, some of the words, I just had the context clue it in. Like, you know, okay, Kevin, cool. I get it. But I'm just saying, like, you've never made me, I, I've never been in a room with people like you or even you, and I felt dumb. Mm-hmm. You understand nah. what I'm saying? And I think that's a good thing. I think that's I think transitional. <laughs> I think that the fact that you had the conversation to throw the word in there in a way where it can be understood, understood yeah. because of what you're saying before and after it is good. It, it doesn't mean that you brought yourself or dumbed yourself down to fit into my conversation or that I pretended to fit into yours, but our conversations work because um, you're able to say it in a way that I understand it because you come from where I come from. Yeah. But also you've seen other sides that I haven't seen. I'm from uptown. <laughs> uptown. <laughs> I'm such a bird. I don't know why you invite me to these things. <laughs> because I enjoy your vibe. That's why. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Yes, thank I've you. I've had guys. such a good time. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, thank you for inviting me on this podcast without even knowing me for real. Yeah, like low key. But look, I'm always open to having guests. My guest today, one of them I barely know, but I was like, look, me and Kevin were sitting here. We was about to get ready to record. I'm like, he good? She, he's like, my friend stopped him. I'm like, cool. I'm like, he cool? He was like, he cool. I'm like, all right. <laughs> he gets upstairs. I'm like, you want to be on the show? He was like, yeah, I'm open to that. And look, <laughs> now it's a masterpiece. And now you know him a lot better. See, now, look at that. We don't know him at all. We barely talk. But it's okay. I'm quiet now. I you can come like back. It's, it's, it's yeah. the nonverbal communication that matters. <laughs> hold on, though. Hold on. That's, don't be coaching my listeners. I'm the coach. My lead. Let me no, stay I'm in my lane. We <laughs> <laughs> stay in my lane. No, 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 no. But really, 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 really. Thank you guys for being here, Kev. Thanks. You're a busy guy, so I appreciate your time. You know, time, an hour of my time is $150. So, an hour of your time. Woo. Yeah. You thought you were about to be charged. No, no, I can't charge. Let me do me a favor. But what I'm saying is, as a coach, the average coach, hour-long coaching session is an hour and $150. So, what I'm saying is, I appreciate the um hour that you guys have given me today because time is money. Well, my only scams is three Bitcoins a semester. I can't. <laughs> First of all... Never mind. I don't know. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. We're going to see you guys next week. Yo, that was super good. Kevin, thanks for being here. And thanks for being here. That episode was pretty good. Like, it was very um, heavy on opinions, which I think is good. It brings life to a good old-fashioned kiki when everybody can voice their opinions without any offense or anything like that. But 
I'm grateful that the episode is a wrap because Kevin and I can go on and on and on. He knows that I love him, but he also knows that our conversations can go very, very far and in so many different directions. Anyway, if you enjoyed that, leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a family member, and come back next week. Thanks for joining me on the Mindset Monday podcast. This and every Monday with Coach Gab. See you next week.